0: Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today I'm delighted to be joined all the way from Budapest by Kevin McCluskey. Kevin, welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm sure you've been missing the hoops, you've been missing all things Celtic and it's a good opportunity to get a a wee catch-up, not only on today's game, pre-match obviously, but all the uh, goings-on at Celtic, the ins and the outs, although there's probably not been as many um, each way in each direction as much as we would like but uh, we'll have a wee chat about that and of course uh, the line-up which has been announced what do you make of that? Callum McGregor taking a wee break it's about time he did let's be honest
1: Yeah yeah. so first off yeah it's uh, it's always a pleasure to be here Paul and share a, a match day afternoon with you I have missed these because like you say it's been I don't know, it's just been a couple of weeks but it always feels longer when you've got it your weekends without the Celtic so it's good to get back to watch a game, hopefully get to see a few goals today as well, because like we should. We should score a few. Uh-huh. Um just to get back chatting about Celtic and there's been there's been a few things happened since we last spoke. Like you say, probably not as much in the way of transfer activity, but I, even lack of transfer activity gives us something to talk about. You know, there's always something to talk about with Celtic. So it's yeah, good to have a chance to do it again.
0: hundred percent. And uh sometimes it is the fact that you're not happy with the uh the amount in players coming in, those leaving, etc. And we'll talk about each of the positions as we go through them uh on today's broadcast. Obviously going through the lineups. I'm just bringing up the bucket. This one make sure that uh, you know, you, you were saying we should get goals. And all week I've been thinking about that in respect to the fact that you don't want to be disrespectful. You you just, you want to, uh, there's no complacency here. You know, resting Callum McGregor, for example, Kevin, that's fine because he needs a rest. This is a guy who averages 50 plus games for club and country every season and has done now into probably nine seasons. Um, this is an ideal opportunity to rest the captain, isn't it?
1: It is, absolutely. Uh, If we can't go into a game against a side in, what would it be, the fifth or sixth year of Scottish football, uh, and be confident enough that we can get through it without having to play a captain, then there's something severely wrong. So this is absolutely the ideal game to take him out and give him that wee bit extended rest. Like you say, he plays 50-odd games a season, every season. There's the incredible stat that you came out with about that one season he played almost as many minutes as Nat Phillips has in his entire career. And he's done it yeah. in one season. He is one of the most played footballers in European football. All those reports at the end of the season always show it. So this is an ideal game to take him out and rest him up. And it's also probably the perfect in the game. You let homecoming. come in. There shouldn't be any pressure on him. He gets a free hit at being the number six. And playing that Cameron McGregor role that me and you think he can grow into in the future and he should be able to do it with uh, relative ease today and yeah it's not about being complacent it's just about being realistic and looking at this and going this is Celtic the best team in the country against a team from the Highland League with no disrespect we should be putting a few past them but you know you do give them the respect that they're due because I remember one of the first games my brother took me to was against Whitehill Welfare Oh, East yeah. The road in mm-hmm. the Scottish Cup. And uh, it was only 3 0, I think. And we had the likes of Van Hoydonk and Tom. And Strong team. They had a great team on yeah. paper. And we only beat them 3 0. So, as much as I sit here at times thinking, you know, you could run up a cricket score in a, in a game like this, you've got to have it in your back of your mind that, you know, they could make it difficult for us and it might not be as, as plain sailing as all that.
0: No, you're right. Listen, I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because uh Stephen McCrory on the the old Twitter uh pulled me up because I got a wee de- a detail wrong from that game. Uh because I could have sworn that Celtic wore our away socks that day because both teams had white socks on, right? <laughs> because these are the right. things that somehow in your mind you think happened. You know, they, they call them Man- Mandela moments, don't they? The, the Mandela, Mandela thing. yeah. Things that you've convinced yourself you've seen it, but in actual fact, you haven't. Um, and a picture was posted up by J.P. Mason, who I'd had that discussion with on the Thursday of last week, and it was the full Celtic hooped kit that we had worn in the 1995 Scottish Cup final for the first time against Airdrie. Remember where you had the thick hoop, the thin hoop? It was it was quite, yeah. you know, it was a quirky enough uh, change to the hoops, but it went in really well with the, the hoops on the collar. And as you say, the three amigos and all these guys wore that jersey. Well, the picture quite clearly showed that it was Martin Vikorst who was playing that we didn't change our socks. That was just my mind playing tricks I me. Mean, the mind is an incredible thing, uh Kevin. It really is. And uh, obviously we try and tap into that as much as we can. It is a Celtic state of mind after all. And I'm going to bring up Stephen Sloan because Stephen uh comments virtually on every stream that we do, and it's always welcome to we see you popping up. And you're saying strong side today. I've missed Celtic so much the last three weeks, been struggling with mental health lately, and Celtic and Axom are a big help in keeping me busy and occupied. Now, Stephen, the first thing that I would say is thanks for sharing that, because, Kev, the worst thing you can do is just try and, you know, compartmentalise it. Don't mm-hmm. speak to people. And you, what you hope to do on Axon is to have a place where... To a degree, there's a safety where you can share these experiences. And obviously, uh, kind of off tape, Stephen, if you want to get in touch, we know people like specialists who can assist if required. So you can drop me a DM on any of the socials or you can email me at Dykes at gmail.com. And you can rest assured that you are a welcome member and an important member of the Axon community, which has been building up, Kev, for seven years. And we've seen the highs and we've seen the lows. Um, I want to pitch to you, Going into a game like this, right, you're kind of stuck in the middle whereby you're looking at the opposition. We're talking Darville levels, right? Last season against Aberdeen, fifth tier of the Scottish pyramid whereby after the the, the four leagues, you've got two. You've got the Highland and the Lowland. And obviously in the Lowland League, you've got Celtic B. But they're on the same level and there's playoffs, et cetera, to get that promotion into the, the top four. And then below that, there's, there's a really interesting set up in Scotland, whereby you've got some brilliantly run teams who in the past would have been called junior teams, Kev, but they're part of the pyramid. The Scottish Cup was always that tournament, uh, unlike the League Cup, where it was obviously just the league teams, whereby, you know, the the romanticism, uh, the fairy tale of the cup, because, a bit like the English FA Cup, I guess, the wee teams could get through. And of course, we've seen a, a few giant-killing escapades yesterday. Bonnie Rig Rose, big shout-out to James McKenzie and Amy Canavan, both of whom um, have come through the Bonnie Rig Rose uh, stable uh, and done a lot of work for them uh, on their socials and uh, commentary, etc. And uh, they got a tremendous result. So today, you've got that in the back of your mind, right? The, the giant-killing fairy tale. And you think, right, respect, no complacency. But on the other side, you're thinking, how often do you go into a game Thinking, right, we could we could win at a canter here. Not really that often. I mean, we played Livingston, who I think is the worst team in the SPFL, right? We beat them 2-9. It was nothing nothing each at half time. There's a lot of these stuffy games in our league, Kev. So when you play a, a team like this, and by the way, I know you can run off all the results, Clyde, Inverness, Cali, Morton. Um, it's not a guarantee, but you do want to see a few goals today, don't you? You do, yeah, of course you do. Um
1: I look at this one, it's been it's a little bit like that France Gibraltar game for a few months ago when they won twelve or thirteen nil. Like not wanting to get too carried away with things before the game. And but that comment that right there from Jungle Line, No Mercy today, is one that's kind of been running through my head for the last few while. Wait a minute. Every How time you use that
0: term though, we need to bring up the movie, No Mercy. Go and check it out. It was a VHS back in the day, no mercy. Who was in it? Who was in it?
1: Kev, I oh,
0: have no idea. It sounds like a Jean Claude Van Damme in the movie. No, mer- just, no mercy, it does sound like a, it's the same era. Let us know in the comments section. Every time that, that term's used, we need to bring it up because it was a horrific movie uh-huh. that you loved from back in the day. There you go, no mercy. I agree with you, Kev. No mercy shown. I mean, really? at any point, uh, you could you would absolutely kill to see a Celtic goal, right. It's like there are certain games where it's really stuffy and it's so important to get the goal and it doesn't come. And a game like today, you would really do want the floodgates to open and you want to be on it from the first whistle.
1: Yeah, and its um, I'll, I've ration, rationalised it out in my head that it's the most professional thing to do and you're showing buck, <laughs> the utmost respect if you can go and thrash them. You know, if we can, if you get three or four nothing up and the game's over, and we take our foot off the pedal, then yeah, we're saving energy and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. There's a little bit. We could be showing them a bit of disrespect that way. And I know, um, in the comments, Big like Franny Weldon, who usually comments, has got a bit of a soft spot for Bucky Thistle. I think he maybe lives up that way these days. But I'm sorry, Franny. I think today we've got to go out and just like. Show team. no mercy, as the comment <laughs> said. Just just go and do it. Because how many times do you get the opportunity to watch your team go and have that chance to stick six, seven, eight goals beyond someone? It doesn't happen very often. You know, we've had for a couple of games in the last few seasons where we've got eight or nine. There's a real chance to do that. If we really go for it, we could get double figures. Um, and I don't see why, why we shouldn't, if we get the chance... We've got guys out there who'll be determined to score. Someone like Kyogo, this is a, this could be a great game for him because he's had that wee barring spell and he's not been firing around cylinders. If he could get a hat trick today, for example, that sets him up for the next few games. Abada back in the team if he gets a few goals that lifts him again. O'Reilly, Bernardo, are always a threat from the midfield. So we've got goals in us, and why not go and do it? Lay down a marker right now. For the rest of the season, if we can go and really do do a number, and Bucky Thistle, this one is, can kind of uh, lift us for the rest of the season,
0: uh, I love oh, it. I love look, your ruthlessness there. Someone you're going out to do a number on Bucky Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You've got to be now um, again. Absolute respect to the team, uh, but it's all about the fact that you know you're a, you're a part-time uh, footballer coming up against. Uh, oftentimes uh, in the Celtic side, multi-million pound footballers, you know, you use, you know, you you use Joe Hart, who I'm guessing will be the yeah, he's the captain today, and you look at what he's achieved in the game. If you're a, a fifth year footballer, Kev, who you know you're a painter and decorator, or you work in a bank or whatever it is you do, this is just an an incredible experience for you, um, and as you say, you want them to be at it you want your opponent to be at it here if you're a Bucky Thistle player because then they are showing you respect. I totally agree with you there. I'm going to run through the Bucky Thistle team uh, before we get into the Celtic one. And it's uh, Knight, McCabe, McCardy, Monroe, Murray, Pugh, Wood, McIver, Barry, McCaskill and Peters. Um, So they look to be playing a 4-2-3-1 formation. Kev, coming into this game, and I'll read the team out first, um, I was going to ask you the question, would you have expected us to change the shape at all? Hart, Johnston and Taylor with Nowrowski and Scales Central Defensive Partnership. Your midfield three is O'Reilly, Bernardo and Home replacing the captain, Callum McGregor. And up top, Abada gets a start. Kyogo uh, through the middle. And of course, Luis Palmer, who uh, just celebrated a birthday recently and has grown in a little pencil moustache like the guy... Um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I better not. Yeah, it's it's an interesting me-moustache. You know, when you used to... I was going to say the guy who the Sparks, but I'm not sure if that's a reference that many people would pick up on. But you know how when people do the Movember, Kevin, everybody goes for, like, the handlebar, the cliched yes. moustache. Um, he's gone for something a little bit different, and it's an interesting one. don't know if it was um, something that he'll get rid of for the game, but yeah, I... I Listen, he can do what he wants with these facial installations as long as he plays well today. On the bench for Celtic, you've got Bain. Lagerbelk could well be on his way out. We'll talk about that. David Turnbull's on the bench. Uh, Bernabe, um, the lesser-seen Bernabe. I'll come back to that in a moment. Tony Ralston, my favourite player. Welsh, uh, obviously a lot made of uh, the fact that his cousin plays for Bucky Thistle, Mikey Johnston. And the two youngsters, uh, Brennan Rogers spoke about trying to give some game time to the young team. Well, Vata and Kelly have appeared on the bench. Daniel Kelly, we know all about Rocco Vata. Daniel Kelly, 18-year-old central midfield player. But I think it will be all eyes on Vata. That's an interesting one, and I'm going to bring up Jungle Lion's point on it. I know you've already been on the screen, but this is an interesting point. I've got a few few people in the comments saying, come on, talk about everybody else. Did, Did he just focus on Vata? If Vata is included today because he might sign a new contract, that's poor from Form from Celtic not playing in the last few months. It's been a strange old situation with Atta. Um, and there's, obviously, it's came out that uh, there's interest in the player, Kev, but we still might offer him a contract. All of a sudden, he pops up on the, the bench today. I'm delighted for the player. I hope he gets game time. I hope he can turn this around. Uh, you know, what happens, Kevin, if um, he shows a an attitude? And a willingness uh, to work, and, and he shows a temperament to Brendan Rodgers that means that he's in the squad for the rest of the season. You turn around and say Brendan Rodgers is, is a genius <laughs> for doing it. You know what I mean? J- Jungle Lions, right, and what he says that as we sit here right now, if it works out, we get a player out of this boy. You think, oh, look at Brendan. He, you know, it was like um, it was the it was the kind of hard approach, uh, almost like when you're parenting, and it's like tough love. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: play today, I'd love to see Daniel Kelly get on as well, I want to see the two of them getting probably this, the whole of the second half, just to see what they can do, because you'd
0: if like to... If you're up 3 Kev, if you're up 3-0, sorry to uh, interrupt you, mate, Do you bring them on? Half-time?
1: Yes, you do. Aye. Aye. I mean, you'd like to think the boys have got the game won by half-time, and again, this is no disrespect to Bucky Thistle, but look at the difference in quality between the two teams. We should have this game won by half-time, and if we do, then we can give those to 45 minutes to show us what they can do um, but that has just been such a strange one all season because he showed that wee bit of promise at the end of last season looked to be knocking on the door has been somebody that he thought could maybe make a breakthrough. We've signed seems like every other winger on the planet has come in and some of them don't seem to have improved us that much at all and you, you just wonder what must have been going through his head. You know, like the the players that have come in that are getting chances and he's not. What did he need to do? Was he maybe not as good as we like to think he is? Because if he was and he was shown it in training, would Rodgers have given him his chance before now? It's just like pure speculation because we're not insiders in the club and we don't know. But it seemed very strange from a player that was kind of knocking on the door in their hands to be completely out under Brendan. And now that there's all the speculation that he could leave and he can sign his pre-contract, it's only now we decide, actually we do want to keep you, here's a contract offer, here's some first team minutes. So it's a strange one, but I mean either way, whatever happens, I hope it's the best thing for him, because he's only 18 years old, he's got his whole career ahead of him, I'd love for him to sign a new deal and become the player we want him to become here with us. If it's not to be, it's not to be. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. though, to be fair, because he's only 18 and he hasn't proven anything yet. But I would like him to make it, make it with us, because you always want to see a young boy coming through and doing it.
0: You're doing. You know what? He's 18, but he's been at the club for about 10 years. You know, it's one of the guys like Callum McGregor comes in before he's even got double figures on the, on the birthday cake. <laughs> and uh, you know, these guys they dedicate the the early uh, part of their football career. The formative years almost to the club and the vast majority of them, Kev, don't make it, you know. So whenever you get that that tiny glimpse of a player who might, and I felt the same with Dembele. And I mean, I know what happened to Islam Farouz, but I remember being at the Tommy Burns game and I think he was 14 and he came on 14. and you're looking at him and yeah. you just hope and you knew the backstory and you knew what Tommy had done to bring up with the club and get his family over. And you do want, it to happen because you know that you know for every player that breaks through and makes it there's literally hundreds who don't and their dreams are absolutely shattered. And I remember actually in a, re- a reference to this interview I did quite a few times and I'll keep referencing it. It was one of the finest moments in my Celtic supporting life, sitting talking to Sean Fallon and he used to talk about that night before going in to tell the players, Kev, that they were being released. That was his job, yeah. you know that. Jock didn't do that. It was Sean Fallon that did it, and he would bring the boys in. And Sean Fallon was the guy who, you know, he had contacts all over Glasgow and the surrounding areas. He would try and get them apprenticeships. He would try and get them jobs. He would try and help, you know, get other clubs to come in and take them. He hated it. So whenever you see a young person, a, a young player coming through, you want them to make it. Listen, uh, I, I know people say that Vat is my favourite and all that, and I never shut up about him. But today, I think is one of the. Very rare scenarios. Uh, going back to the conversation Jim Orr and I had a couple of weeks back, where you know you, you're no guaranteed to win the game, but you can't all, all you know all that often throw in young guys in the SPFL cave when every single point is a prisoner. You know, and I think that we let the side down when we were dominating the game and winning the league at our canter. That was when we should have done it, Paddy Olavery. Afternoon to you from a wet and windy Ardoyne. it's wet and windy where I am as well, um, and also uh, in Glasgow. Uh, Joe, Henry, take good care of yourself, Stephen, there'll be plenty of support for you in here on the Axom um, group and the community that has been built up over the last seven years or so. Stevie Boy, surprised the game's still on, to be honest, getting naughty out there. Um, and, you know, there's going to be all these cliches, or oh, I'll shoot Bucky. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I don't think any footballer likes to play in horrific conditions. Um, and you've got Martin coming in. The lineup is a joke, says Martin. So this is the flip side of what we're saying. Way too strong. This was a chance to get the youth and the squad players some game time, risking injuries. What a joke, says Martin. Um, yeah, I think it's a hard balance, to be honest with you, Kev, because, you know, as we were saying before, Right. If ben and Rogers pulls out off a master stroke by Young Vata, gets a player out of him and he's a first team squad player by the end of the season, getting some minutes, he's he's absolutely bossed it. He's done it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. It's the same with today. If you go out there and you play a shadow squad, you look at that Morton game where the beaters won nothing, right? At Celtic Park, In the League Cup, Alan Moore was the manager. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the Celtic start eleven that we put out there. It was a hybrid team thrown together. Doesn't always work, Kev, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, for
1: too many of those games, Clyde was another one. You no, know, the one at Broadway. And Dewey, yeah. And we played Dewey, yeah. So, no, I mean, I was looking at this before and thinking about it and what my team would be, uh, and I think the more I thought about it, the more I was thinking I'd go with a strong team to start with. My uh, issues with the team that we've got would be well, why have we got four defenders on the bench and why don't we have any more than just Fata and Kelly as youth players on the bench I think that would have been the the place I would put my youth would have been on the bench to bring them on hoping or being as sure as he can be that the team that starts the game will get the game won within the first 45 or at most 60 minutes so I think that's where I'd have gone but no I think I think for this game you've got to go with a full strength team we're on a we're in a no win situation really we win the game by two or three goals and that's all credit to Bucky for keeping the score down. We win by three, four or five. That's what's expected. So for us to come out with the, the big credit, we do have to put in put out a strong team and get six, seven or eight. But uh, I've been reading in some of the comments there and I'm really hoping that we only win by seven because if we win by eight, Jerry Taylor's doing the show with you and his underwear. Is he? But, he says, yes, if we don't win by eight goals, then I'm doing the show on Monday in Monday. underwear. So I'm hoping for 7-0 and getting... Uh, so he needs to do a Gary Lineker.
0: At least it's his own underwear that he's going to be doing, and I guess... Uh, no well, mercy... He just, says, he just says an underwear, really, so it could be, could be anyone's. Could well be anybody's underwear. No mercy did sound like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. If not Van Damme, then you're thinking Steven Seagal. It wasn't any of these guys. was Richard Gere and. In- Kim Basinger. That was who it was. 1986. I keep mentioning it. Look it up. Cracking wee movie. Uh, so, a wee reminder of the, yeah, the must, team today. Must have been, yeah, man. Joe Hart, yeah, Alistair Johnson. Oh, there you go. You go to watch it now. You'll track it down somewhere. Okay. Navrotsky, Scales, Taylor, Holm, O'Reilly, Bernardo, Abada, Palma, and Kyogo. And uh, on the bench, um, I think from the players we've mentioned, there's probably up to four players um, whose futures I think are in doubt. I'm going to throw out that Lagerbelk, Turnbull, Burnaby and Mikey Johnston could be um, up for the high jump, Kev, either permanent or temporary you know, loan deals. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, uh, Lagerbelk has had a couple of appearances. You'll remember he came on, uh, he played against St Mirren in the last game before the, the winter shutdown. Uh, Turnbull's... Been a bit of a bit part player all season, not getting enough game time for a boy of his age, particularly when the country that he is capped for is um, competing and qualifying for finals, the tournaments, and he won't be part of that because he's no playing. And Burnaby, it's no work for him. Um, there seems to have been a development in the own Beck story this morning, um, and that he may well be a player on Celtic's radar. It was reported a few weeks back. And it may well be a permanent signing that we're looking for. So that would, I think, spell the end of Burnaby's time in Scotland. And Mikey Johnson, uh, the perennial question around Johnson's career uh, rumbles on um, today as well. He's in the squad. I think if Celtic get an offer of a million quid for him, they'll take it. So there's, there's four guys on that bench, Kev. And you've also got to think of the fact that if somebody's not playing, and the two examples I use, in fact, I think three examples are Kobayashi McCarthy and um, Kobayashi McCarthy and Segrist. If they're not playing, it's going to be hard to find them a club, right, especially when they're on a decent wage because, I mean, what are you using? Where's your data? You know, Segrist, two games he's played since he came to Celtic. Kobayashi's never kicked a ball this season. Uh, Same with McCarthy. And, And this is where... You know, on two fronts. On the first, the first front, get them out and play football, like Kwon is, and obviously Montgomery is. Get as many as you can. If there's any hint of a future for them, get them playing football. But even if the if if you know you can't get rid of them in the January, Kev, get them out and get them playing football. Because at the end of the season, how are you going to get rid of any of these guys if they're not played? So it doesn't make sense to me. I, I think the loan deal has to be two pronged. Yeah, you're you're giving some guys development loans. And you're given, like, Mackenzie, Cars, Montgomery, maybe even Quan. where you expect them to come back. And the other ones, not just to run down their contract, but to show potential suitors that they can still play in their fit. So that when they sign them, it's not going to take them weeks and weeks to get them match-sharp. Uh, but, but I think four guys on that bench don't have a future at Celtic.
1: Yeah, it would seem that way. I'm in complete agreement with how you use the loans, incidentally. You know, I think there's there's certain players that you put out on loan because you see them having a future at the club and this is about them getting a, it's a development loan really, so they get the, the matches and they get to get that experience and then there's other ones where it's about putting them in the shop window and reminding other teams that these guys exist, because if, if you look at somebody like Segrist or McCarthy that you've mentioned they haven't kicked the ball for two years basically no one's going to pay any money for them, they're not going to get a club in the same level as us, or even slightly below. So, if you're looking to get rid of them, you're ripping up contracts, you're letting them go in free transfers. And somebody like McCarthy, who's on a decent wage, even actually Seagrass, is on a pretty good wage, something like 12, 14 grand a week or something, is it not? We're
0: going to have to. Up... McCarthy and Seagrass combined wages weekly are 30 grand. 30 grand. Well, there you go. We're going to have to pick up a percentage of
1: that, you would still think, if, even if we let them go. So, they're lost causes, to be fair, because they played so little football, but the other ones, yeah, maybe today's the kind of day when you do bring them on for a, a half an hour or so and, and remind potential suitors that these guys exist and that they're, they're still here. Lagerbielke, I think, his future depends largely on Stephen Welsh staying fit. Um, because we'll, we'll need a third centre back, or sorry, a, a fourth centre back. We've got Navrotsky, Scales, Carter Vickers, and then it's A and So if Welsh is fit, I think it's him. Uh, and then Lagar is probably out on loan somewhere. Dunball, I think, is he's out the door. He has to be because he's, he's never been able to nail down a place in the team. And even today, uh, Holmes chosen ahead of him. Bernardo's jumped ahead of him in the queue. Mm Atati will be ahead of him when he comes back, so I don't think he's really got a future, and he's too good to not play somewhere. So he'll be gone. Uh, Bernabe? I would have put Frame on the bench. (laughs) I think, think Bernaby's so far out of it, and I had Mitchell Frame there. He's one of the other young boys I would have had, but again, maybe the view is um, he needs that exposure because he can't play for the lowland, the team in the lowland league. Yeah. he needs that. Again, there's meant to be rumoured interest from back home in Argentina and Italy. So maybe it's just a case of if he goes out and has a good half an hour, 20 minutes against Bucky Thistle, maybe that's what encourages someone in, in Argentina to spend two and a half million on him, I don't know. Um But he definitely needs to get back out there and have people seeing what he can and cannot do if we want rid of him. And, and Mikey, yeah, Maybe surprised that he's there and not James Forrest, actually. I don't know. Mikey seems to just get chance after chance. And he is a good player. But again, he's not good enough, unfortunately. I don't think he's he's there. And if we get any sort of a, a bid between like half a million, a million if you're lucky, it makes sense to take it for himself as well. He could end up staying with us for the next two or three years and play 20 games. Or he could go somewhere else and get 20 games in one season.
0: Aye, and work on his international career, Kev. You know, they've got a new manager coming in to Ireland and, you know, really staple down your place in that squad. Be a player that's in and around the squad for the kind of peak years of your career. I like the the fact there that you were saying about a, a loan for exposure, and I think that's the two different loans you've got, a loan for development and a loan for exposure. And if you don't get... Uh, Guys like Bernabe out the door, get them out on loan. Get them out on loan and uh, hopefully some side in the next six months we'll see something that they like. Uh, A Celtic fan's view, boys and girls, do any of you know if the Bucky CSE is still going? Because I can't find them on the socials. It's just old pages and accounts that haven't been used for years. Well, if if anyone knows out there, um, give him a shout, him or her MKS thinks that he knows the kind of moustache I was talking about, I'm talking about the guy from Sparks, it's like a wee pencil moustache, a wee bit thinner than Kevin McCluskey's, uh, Chilpil uh, Bucky are playing five at the back, I wouldn't expect any less, FDB, play your strongest team at all times in every game absolutely, um, this town ain't big enough for Palmer's moustache says Joe um, Henry right, let's hope that we can see it atop of a big, massive grin as he scores and sets up goals today. Let's go to the action. If For anybody asking, it's on uh, live on Viaplay and uh, outside of the uh, UK. It'll be live on the Celtic TV channel as well. Enjoy the game. Come back at half time. And all that's left for me to say thank you again, Kevin McCluskey, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.